Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. We're in the middle, the middle of Advent. We are wrapping up the second week. We are approaching the week of joy. It's the pinkish color on the wreath if you're doing the wreath thing. And it's beautiful because while the rest of The Advent season is purple, which represents penance. We do have this week of excitement and joy. And I think that's wonderful that the church wove that in, in a way that makes it blatant. You can tell there's a pink, (laughs) a pink candle on the Advent wreath. So how has it been going? And if you've really blown it and just have not spent time with God and have not really tried to work on your prayer life or have been so sucked up in the life and the tasks and things, that's fine. That's okay. You can start right now. I'd like to make sure that all of us gets out of this silly mindset. Oh, well, I didn't start on the first day of Advent with some sort of devotion or some sort of book or some sort of whatever. So I'm just going to quit just like in Lent, (laughs) which is what I did every year. Even though I wasn't a practicing Catholic, I knew when Lent came, quote unquote, I had to give something up and it would always be sweets for me. And I would never make it past the first week. And the minute I would blow it, I'd say, well, well, I guess I'll try again next Lent. And that is so not what God wants us to do. So if you see a novena that you didn't know was going on and all of a sudden it's day three, start. Go ahead and pray the three days in a row if you want. Or just pick up and start from that place. We need to get out of this guilt, kind of, if I don't do it in this way perfectly, that somehow it doesn't count. You know, God's not going to count that prayer. (laughs) And that gets back to us feeling like we have to earn God's love and earn our way into heaven. And that is so not the case. Yes, we have a part to play in this. There's no question. 
We need to control ourselves and live virtuous, sinless lives, which is impossible without God. But ultimately, if you've blown it (laughs) and you just don't feel like you're getting closer to God, that's okay. Let's start right now. Or if you said you were going to do something and you didn't do it. Remember, I said I was going to go to daily mass all week. I did not make it to daily mass all week. I found excuses. But I don't, I'm not beating myself up. I went to daily mass a few times, but I didn't go every day like I wanted to. I've got to get back into that habit. I desire to go. I want to go. I like mass. It's not like it's a torture for me. It's not like when I go, I wish I wasn't there or I had other things to do. You know, I mean, I love it. I have that moment of total peace. I'm completely devoted to God. There, It's rare that I am distracted at mass. So why wouldn't I get my butt up and go? It's harder here with my husband, so I need to just do it. And of course, he's been sick, so I've had this little feeling of, and then all of a sudden it's, well, can you take care of this in the afternoon? So we had a gutter guy come and clean the leaves out of our gutters, and he was sick and he didn't want to deal with it. And I had anticipated going to the later mass, which I couldn't go to now because I had to wait for the window guy. You know, it's things like that that God's not going to be mad at us for, that we've chosen to take responsibility in our lives in different ways. But I'm learning and I'm thinking of ways that I can make sure that I make it known what time I'm going to Mass and then commit it and speak it and then I'll do it. So I'm learning what helps me stick with those things. What helps me stick with those things is telling my husband, I'm going to go to Mass. And then when I'm sitting there, he'll look at me and he'll say, I thought you were going to go to Mass, which is what he did. And that particular day, I said, I'm going to the noon Mass today. You know, little things. You might need a spiritual companion. Some people call them accountability partners. But if you've got someone that you can trust, that you can share your journey with and who can remind you or be there when you're flailing or you've fallen without judgment, that's the best thing all of us could have on the journey. That's why if you don't have these people, I strongly encourage you to find some sort of spiritual leadership and guidance, a faith coach, a counselor, someone who is rooted in faith, someone in the Catholic faith, so that you can bring Jesus into your life. That's what counseling should be. All about you turning to Jesus and someone helping you do that and also seeing God in your life. All too often, my clients 
are oblivious to God in their life until they tell me what's happening. And I can see it so clear. So I sit there and I'm like, okay, wait, whoa, let's stop here for a moment. That, that was God, don't you think? Yeah, now that you say that, maybe that was. So a lot of us, again, always say that we can't hear God's voice. We don't know God's will in our lives. And yet we do have that voice talking to us all the time. We're just not tuned in, just not paying attention, not really listening. So if it helps you to find help, then please find some help. All of us need it. I think I read a quote from Matthew Kelly Anyone who's trying to do something needs coaching. Anyone who's trying to to do something in their lives. I can't remember the exact quote. I'll look it up and I'll, <laughs> I'll get it to you guys. I can't remember where I saw it. But this is the time to jump in if you haven't been in the pool yet. Maybe you're just dipping your toe in. We got a couple more weeks till Christmas is here. And it's during this time that we can dive right into Jesus' sacred heart. We could start by sacrificing a little bit. Maybe today, instead of having what you want to have for lunch, you have something less appealing. Little things like that. Offering them up to Jesus on the cross, offering it up for all the people who don't know him. I think one of the things we forget is to pray for the reparation of sinners. That's such a beautiful prayer to the Lord. And all too often, we very often pray about our own petitions and needs. And we forget to align suffering and to offer up prayers and penance for those who are sinners and the worst of the worst, too. It's hard to pray for people who are evil, who are not your friends, who actually might even want to harm you and hurt you. It's hard to pray for those people, but... We have to remember Jesus being nailed on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I'll leave you with this. Maybe the only thing you do for the next two weeks is to ask God to come in your heart so that you can love those in your life more. Especially those who you don't like, you don't get along with, don't have the same views. That would sure be a great move for the Lord, for you to love everyone in a special way with no expectations of returning that love. That's a key point. Unconditional love is love that's given out without expecting something in return. And many of us don't know how to love that way. 
It's why we need God. Because what he does is change our hearts so that the hurt and the pain and the judgment and resentment that we have for people melts away and that prayer and that love for that person is really genuine. You start wanting the best for them. None of us should want anybody to be in hell. Nobody, 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 nobody. That, that includes the worst of the worst. We pray that everyone finds conversion and runs to Jesus. So maybe that is what we do. And we make our homes a beautiful place of love and acceptance. And maybe for two weeks, you don't talk about the things that push your buttons. And you don't talk about the topics that make everybody pick sides and divides the family. We did that in my house last, I think it was Christmas or Thanksgiving. Maybe it was Thanksgiving. So my dad started bringing up something about politics and I said, nope. None of that conversation is going on today. And so I shut it down and Karen, his girlfriend, looked at me and she said, thank you. They're clearly on opposite sides. And I said, no problem. It's Christmas. Let's talk about love and family and Jesus. Of course, the Jesus topic didn't come up, but (laughs) everything else did. So maybe that's all you need to remind yourself of over these next couple weeks. I just need to be loved. I want to be loved, Lord. Help me be love. And help me dive in deeper these next two weeks as we come to the week of joy. Help me, Lord. Help me love and be joyful about loving. There's something different about loving but being joyful about loving where you take joy in doing kind things for others. Think about it. Pray on it. God knows what he wants you to do these next couple weeks. He really does. And he'll tell you. But I guarantee you, he's not going to disagree or argue with you loving those in your life that much more, with that much more selflessness and generosity, compassion and kindness, people will notice. I promise you, they will notice. All righty, everyone. I love you all. Find something more with God and have a blessed and inspired day.